Good afternoon, you are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM and this is our Then and Now with me, your host, Anna Gammons. This is the show where we explore art from the past and art from the present to understand how we as humans have expressed ourselves through time. Now, this is the third episode I've done where I've been interviewing artists who have been in lockdown about what they've been doing during this very strange time to stay sane and creative and connected. And today's interviews are with return guest artist Paul Robinson, who is otherwise known as Luap, L-U-A-P, who catches us up with what his infamous pink bear has been doing during lockdown. I also speak to artist Laura Richards, who talks about being creatively inspired while being pregnant and how she's keeping her company Little Floss running during lockdown. And graphic designer and illustrator Ian Holland, who speaks about how he's been finding a new subject matter during the pandemic. So stay tuned to my chat with those three lovely creatives today. So my first interview is with Paul Robinson, who I've interviewed before on his The Pink Bear creation, which is a character he uses as a vehicle to explore different themes, Um, sometimes controversial themes, but sometimes not. And he's been living alone. So we talk a little bit about that. And we also discuss mental health, too. And it was so lovely to catch up with him. So here is Paul. Well, I guess I guess that's kind of the start from the beginning. So obviously, I know Paul Robinson, otherwise known as Luap. Uh, we've spoken before on Resonance FM about your work. Paul's is kind of famous for uh, the Pink Bear series, and which is kind of a mixture of you do a mixture of photography and also painting uh, with the series of work. And uh, the, the Pink Bear kind of acts as a symbol or, or a vehicle to kind of explore whatever your subject matter is, is that a fair description? You're probably... Yeah, it's like a central character in the story that I use to kind of explore different themes. And as I'm speaking to Paul, I can see there's a pink, there's, there's various pink bears yeah. in the scene um, that I'm looking at now. So. I guess the last series we talked about was quite a provocative series. Um, so this series is more of an aspirational kind of, I guess, warm feeling. And there's two titles I'm playing with and one's kind of like I guess personal achievement that's not a title but it's kind of a a theme and so we've got like one where the bears climbed up a hill um and then it's not the highest hill but it's the idea that you know you make your own goals and you kind of achieve them and then the other idea is kind of this idea of love is and it's about like you know what do we enjoy as individuals so one of them's like the bear playing basketball and there's a guy there who's kind of transparent you know you see his arms and feet but not himself mm-hmm. so the idea of that piece is kind of like you're almost like playing against your own ego you know you've got to rise above your own ego yeah. but it's playing the game you love and that's kind of what you should focus on not kind of everything around you or there's another one where the, the bears bring in a bunch of flowers so that's another painting I'm working on. So there's all these different ways of kind of what love could be to someone. You know, is it riding a bike? Or- Particularly fitting for, um, I don't know whether you planned this series of work before the coronavirus uh, kicked off, but it feels particularly um, important and relevant now. Was that intentional? Um, no, it's kind of, some, <laughs> some, of the, some of the thinking behind it now feels relevant. So the bunch of flowers, so the title of that that I'm playing with is 
um, for a loved one. I guess it's kind of ambiguous that it could be for someone that you haven't seen in a while that you're bringing this bunch or it could have, or it could be someone that died as well, which is quite ambiguous, you know. But the rest are quite positive. So it's kind of this, I guess, that you're on your own and you're, you're trying to do something positive against, you know, no one being there. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a new theme, so I haven't fully developed it and it's something that's kind of evolving at the moment. And it seems like you've um, been using your time quite productively. Um, clearly, it hasn't like phased you and you're still able to be creative, which is really nice. Yeah, I think it just, the, it feels like the distractions have been taken away almost, mm. but, the, but I still kind of miss them. It's, you know, going out and meeting your friends, going out for dinner. Yeah. Because uh, I guess you work all week, but now it kind of almost feels like you don't stop working. Because I, I live alone, so it's just basically just getting on with it. And yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true that there are, there are definitely fewer distractions. No, there's no break. It just kind of feels kind of the same every day. Um, like that Groundhog Day film. Like, yeah. You kind of wait to do the same. But I think that's the, the good thing about creativity compared to maybe other jobs is like, mm. you know, you're not doing the exact same thing. Although the process might be similar. Mm. You're kind of keeping your mind active by you know, trying to find new ideas or new ways of representing things. So I think your mind stays active and that's kind of what keeps you fresh. So I'm working on um, some watercolours and stuff as well. So instead of just going to the studio all the time, it's trying to find like smaller works I can do at home. Because the, the difficult is kind of like supply of all the things I'd normally use. So like surfaces and canvases, you know, everybody's not working the same way they would normally. So is kind of using things that I've got in. So I've got loads of paper in for a print series I was doing. So I'm just using that now to work on watercolours. Like there's a load of bigger pieces that I'm working on that are nearly finished because my studio is only like five minutes around the corner. And um, I also wanted to bring, because I know that um, we talked a little bit last time about, um, about mental health, because I know that the Pink Bear series kind of was born out of you kind of dealing with depression and, and finding some ways to express how you were feeling. And I think that everyone, it seems to be part of the conversation now daily, especially with, um, with what I'm doing, talking to artists and talking to people about maintaining a really healthy mind, which is so challenging at this time. And a lot of people that have maybe never experienced um, a kind of downward turn in their mental health, anxiety, on, on now experiencing those things. So how have you kind of been trying to stay well? I guess, uh, well, so I have a weekly therapy session anyway. So I kind of have every Monday I have a CBT session. Very good. But I've been doing that for a long time, so I've learned quite a lot of techniques. And I think, you know, one of the, the biggest ones to talk about is kind of um, catastrophizing. Whatever's in your mind, looking at it through a different lens, questioning if what you're telling yourself, if that story actually lines up with reality. Mm. You know, you might say, oh, I'm in isolation and, you know, nobody's here. But the actual, you know, you're actually doing it for lots of other people. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, catastrophizing is one of the things I think, you know, jumping to the worst conclusion, like this is never going to be over. I'm going to lose my job forever. Um, yeah, as you said, nobody likes me. No one wants to talk to me. All these kind of worst case scenarios that we jump to, uh, particularly in times of high anxiety, um, it really is nice to sort of, and refreshing to um, have those challenged by someone. And, and, and I do encourage people, if, if you recognise that kind of pattern of behaviour, to just talk to someone because actually, even if it's a friend, even if it's not a professional, because 
perspective is key, I think, particularly now. People are feeling down. They should just pick up the phone and give someone a call because they're probably, you know, feeling the similar thing. Yeah, totally. And, and, and as you know, I think there's a, there's a comfort in knowing that we are all experiencing the same fears and anxieties right now. Um, there's a kind of collective unifying thing happening, even though it's scary and weird, we're all, we're all feeling it. So, well, again, um, Paul, where can people go to find out more about you, the pink bear and Luap studios? So Instagram, they can go to Luap, L-U-A-P. Um, or then go to my website, luapstudios.co.uk. Amazing. And will the new work be eventually up there once you've finished it? It will once it's been finished, yeah. I'm, I'm meant to be having an exhibition at the moment in Canterbury. Um, Sorry. <laughs> and I think they had a couple lined up in London as well, but obviously that's all postponed for now. So yeah. well, soon people will be able to see it in real life. <laughs> yeah well I mean we'll, we'll look out we'll look out for the new dates I'm so sorry you've had things postponed I mean it's it's kind of the, the, the everyone's in the same boat so yeah the same narrative all around I can tell you that with all the people I've spoken to so um yeah but I wish you the very best of luck with the new body of work I'm I'm excited I'm always excited to see what the pig bear is going to do next um so thank you so much for talking to thank me thank you now it is time for my interview with artist and founder of Little Floss, Laura Richards, who speaks about being more inspired now than ever by her surroundings during lockdown and also the fact that she's heavily pregnant as well and finds this her most creative time, which I thought so fascinating. And she's also keeping up with her mum and baby painting tutorials called Paint Splashes by sending out supplies where people can't meet in person, which I thought was so cool. So here is Laura Richards. That's better. I'm loving the work in the background. Thanks. I've put you on a little tiny easel so I can prop you up. <laughs> I'm a piece of art now. <laughs> well, thank you for agreeing to chat to me. Hey. I just want to hear what artists are doing to stay creative in this very, very weird time. I guess a good place for us to start talking is maybe if you explain to the listeners a bit about you and your practice, and then we can start talking about what you're doing at the moment does that sound okay yeah yeah that's fine so my work is quite abstract it's quite vibrant and it's very connected to the sea and the curves and the movement and the colors really of the sea and textures and shapes in the sea but a nice contrast between softly blending mm. and lines and layers of oils so I am really lucky. I have a studio in the garden, oh, which is perfect. Dreamy. <laughs> I know. So I'm not cut off from all my usual materials and my canvases. Um, in fact, I've had a little change around so that my table is now underneath the windows. And because we've had such lovely weather, I've had all the sunshine coming in. And I just feel like... I suppose I've had the windows open. There's more nature. Everything around us was quieter. Mm. So actually, in terms of inspiration and motivation, I'm even more motivated because I can just hear everything. I can see everything around me. And actually, I think artists are coming together on Instagram to share such lovely work and views mm. that it's actually more inspiring yeah 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 so I, I can see that I can see that we've, we've got a bit of liberation as artists in this um very 
well, very strange time that feels like we've had our freedoms taken away, but actually it's kind of opened us up maybe a little bit more, which is a nice way of looking at it. Yeah, I feel like there is no deadlines now. There mm. are no deadlines, there is no rushing. And actually, as an artist, it gives you time to play and explore and actually utilise materials around us because we're a bit stuck with deliveries and ordering stuff in and we might just want to use the stuff mm. around us in our studio or, you know, for instance, texture. Texture, I'm looking around the studio, what can I use for texture? Yeah, yeah. And looking at, you know, fillers and things that I would usually use in the home, but actually take them into my paintings. So that's so interesting. Have you, have you had also like any of those ideas that, you know, we've all got those ideas that we've wanted to do years and years ago and we never got around to doing, I guess this is now a good time to kind of start doing some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've been wanting to make some, um, I obviously, I'm very inspired by the sea and curves and blue and turquoise and try experimenting with a little bit of jewellery making and putting the sea onto pendants, have a bit of play with that. So I've been working really small at the moment, so I've done a few little mini paper pieces. I think um, working smaller at the moment, it just makes more sense with posting, it makes it affordable, and really I think at the moment, art, everyone needs art, don't they? And especially any type of really colourful, abstract art, it just it transports someone to another place, yeah, wherever they want to be. And that can be a happy place. And at the moment, I think we need art and creativity more than ever. People are being creative and people are doing baking and people are mm-hmm. getting out all these crafts they've never touched before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... In art, you can just bring that bit of colour and joy to someone and they can, you know, we're all confined to our houses and it's just lovely to put something on the wall. I feel like we need creativity more than ever. And actually, a lot of people that I know that have never been creative, quote unquote, uh, before, are now trying new things. They're trying watercolour for the first time or they're baking, as you said. Um, <laughs> it's, made, it's given people the time to do it as well. Mm. People actually have time instead of, let's go to work, let's tick these boxes, let's just live in this robotic way, Mm. that actually, when given the time and the space to do, there is no more excuses, there is no more, I don't have time to do that, I don't have time to try that. Mm. People are trying it, and actually probably quite enjoying all these different skills and so have you got, are you doing um are you doing anything online at the moment to um to promote your work in a different way or i also do mum and baby painting sessions usually oh, which i call paint splashes yeah um, how, how do people usually, get involved with that usually through my facebook or my website and it's all to do with sensory painting with little ones and just getting messy and creating a canvas um so for them i've been putting together little packs and posting them so for all those families that would usually be enjoying a session that I'm running um they can order a pack and I'll post that to them and they've got instructions as well um 
so I've been doing a bit of that as well. That's just such a great idea. So that those are normally like in person, like you normally do the tutorials yeah. like with, oh, I get amazing. That's so great that you've been posting stuff so people can continue to do that kind of thing. I love that. That's important. Yeah. I think. You seem to be in a really good um, headspace, which is really nice. I think, um, I think you seem like you seem to be embracing the situation in a really healthy way, which is, which is really great. I guess it is nice for artists to have the kind of time and stuff. I think, um, you know, there's so many things been cancelled there's so many and, and that comes with its own pressures and disappointments but we've been given yeah. the time and you seem to be really doing well with that which is amazing yeah a lot of exhibitions have been delayed which it, it is disappointing but they will happen at some point and I think this just gives artists are always under pressure we're always working so quickly mm -hmm. and sometimes for me, that can have a detrimental effect on that outcome of the painting. Mm. So we've, I've got a few delayed exhibitions, which actually probably isn't a bad thing. I, lo I luckily ordered in quite a lot of stock before mm. this happened. And I am on day, I think, 29 of self-isolation now. Mm. Um, because I'm so heavily pregnant, I went into isolation a little bit before yes, of course some other people. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like now it's probably a, a, a good thing mm. to slow down and have this time and actually to just enjoy this, you know, pregnancy for me is where my painting all started with my first boy and he's nearly four and that's when I went on to the maternity leave with him and I started my whole painting again. So this has all been born from the pregnancy with him Amazing. so being pregnant is my most creative time so actually that. that's so interesting I love yeah that. I'm not sure what it is but it just brings different flow and even though it's physically harder mm. and it means sitting down I like to stand and paint and I'm sat down and everything has to be lowered I think actually creatively it's probably yeah my, my best time the time that I enjoy the most of painting. I mean, amazing. And congratulations, um, I guess, for, in, a, in four weeks' time. <laughs> and you're going to be carrying on painting afterwards as well, or? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I painted with my first boy with a wrap. And we oh, would just fantastic. wrap up and um, continue painting. And he's he's been brought up around it, so he's really good in the studio actually and obviously he's been isolating with me um he's even joined in on creating a few little pieces yeah get them <laughs> young. that's what i say yeah yeah he likes to give me his opinion on what he likes and what he doesn't like but he's been brought up in this studio so i can only imagine that this one will be the same hopefully yeah. get the wrap on Amazing. and carry on painting I love that. So where, where can people go to follow you and find out more about what you're doing? Um, so I have an Instagram page, which is Laura M. Richards Art, and a Facebook page, which is Laura M. Richards Art forward slash Little Floss um, House of Art. So Little Floss House of Art is all to do with the baby painting and the parents type of sessions and workshops. Um, and also a website which is littlefloss.co.uk. 
Amazing. And then so people can book onto these um, tutorials I, once they're up and running again and you're a we're able to touch yeah. people again. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, I hope people do check out your website. They definitely should. And, and what you're doing on Instagram as well. And Laura, thank you so much for talking to me. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Laura. She is such a delight to speak to. And I thought it was so interesting that her, she is more creative when she's pregnant. I, I wonder whether that was maybe because your senses are maybe heightened when you're pregnant I don't know Uh, but it fascinated me I thought that was so interesting my final guest is graphic designer and illustrator Ian Holland who has taken influence from the pandemic for some of his new illustrations and he also talks about how he's been keeping in contact with artists making sure everyone's got the right supplies Ian was a real treat to speak to you so I hope you enjoy our interview here is Ian I am talking to Ian Holland, who is a freelance graphic designer and an illustrator. Hi, Ian. Hello. Hi, Anna. So lovely to be talking to you and uh, have some company in this weird corona uh, mess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I guess a good place to start is why don't you um, kind of give the listeners an idea about what your creative practice is so that they can kind of visualise what you do. Yeah, so um, I I went back to university quite late and did illustration and um, I think that was about eight years ago I finished that course so I was a bit like Gandalf the old wizard on the course. <laughs> I had a teacher called, uh, there was a, numerous teachers on the course and one was called Gary Embry and he was really interested in reportage drawing which is a form of visual journalism and he set us a task really to go out it was in bristol just record what we see and make a project about that in bristol and i fell in love with that style of drawing and just going out and finding something to observe and bring it back into art and take ownership of it as an illustrator so so yeah it's quite it's quite um an important thing for me to do i spent Oh, must have gone through sketchbook after sketchbook just going out and drawing what I see and that has come back into my work as an illustrator and then when I left university I went and got a job and that was in marketing and then suddenly I had to it was part of a small team so suddenly I had to learn lots of skills to do with graphic design looking after the websites and it all went on a back burner a little bit, although I was still doing art. You know, it just becomes natural to me to, to create things. I then come out of that job um, and become freelance graphic designer and still do illustration work. Um, probably about 10% of what I do is actually the illustration work, but I'd love it to be 100%. Can you describe, because obviously I've seen your work, I know about your work, and we'll, we'll tell listeners where to go to find your work, but can you kind of describe your style? Because I think you have a very distinctive style of illustration. Yeah, it, it, it comes from constant tinkering and experimenting, I think. <laughs> so I, I'm very good at drawing on paper, and then I've become kind of obsessed and went down the rabbit hole of um, digital artwork and using iPads to draw 
Um, slowly but surely, the two are, are marrying. Yeah, my, my artwork sometimes, it's been described as quite masculine sometimes. Is that maybe the Some, colours or the, the genre or the subject matter? I think it may be the way I tackle the subject matter is in a more masculine way. So it will also, it, sometimes the subject matter can be quite dark. I do tend to make people look a bit more grotesque than they actually are. I think there's, there's a bit of... Um, social criticism of, of certain things in my artwork. Why don't we talk about the last few pieces of work you did? They're kind of a bit comic-y, which I love, and there's colours and some of them are black and white. So Yeah, so so one of them was just looking at this whole situation we're in and just thinking when I went into the shop I just felt like some kind of a species where um, they, they have the guards up um, in the shop quite rightly and they've got gloves on and I thought, oh, it would be funny to do a bit of a spin where there's this queue of people that are kind of this other species or these weird mutated people who are queuing up and, and you know, being served by these humans. So I just got my sketchbook out with that one and just started drawing and then scanned that one in and coloured it on Photoshop. And, um, I love that. that. That kind of was a, a direct uh, response to coronavirus and what's going on with coronavirus, wasn't it? There's there's a, a little bit of anarchy in there, I think, which I quite like. You mentioned earlier that um, life hasn't been disrupted too much for you, which is quite good. Um, but how are you kind of finding staying creative? Have you found that the coronavirus offers a sort of new muse for you, maybe? Or what's the, kind of, what's the difference between pre-corona, um, Ian, and and post-corona Ian's work. It's made me get in contact with other artists a lot more than I would do instead of just conf uh, focusing on what I'm doing. Um, like um, some of the people who are friends with on things like Instagram and other social media, I've re you know I've, I've made time to reach out to them. Um, simple things like, hey, have you got materials that you need? So there's a chap who lives locally to me. He said, oh, I've got loads of cartridge paper if you're running out of paper. I said, oh, great. I've got, um, I've got some acrylics. Apparently, there's a shortage of white acrylic, I found out. But then um, the, the other side of how it's changing my work is obviously the subject matter with some of the latest posts I've been um, using reportage art to do a bit of a critique on on the, um, the whole situation. I hope everybody um, realises that they can just pick up a pencil. They don't need to have a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of power at the end of a pencil. Um, even if you don't feel like you have drawing skills, I don't think that a fantastic drawing matters. Sometimes it's just capturing a moment. It could be on the back of a, you know, a piece of cardboard or something, but some of these pictures that you can create and you can escape through art in, into this world. So I hope people, if they're feeling a little bit down, that there is a place they can escape to, which is fun and they can express themselves. So, yeah. Ian, I'm really glad you said that and I couldn't have said it better myself. And um, I really hope that people listen to what you've said and they and they just do it. Well, we've got to lose at this point. Do you know what I mean? Uh, have a go. Be bold, go for it. Just create something, put it out there. Absolutely. Never know. Right, well, Ian, where can listeners go to find out about you, your drawings and your graphic design work as well? How can they contact you? <laughs> so my graphic design website is www.blackcactusdesign.co.uk. And I think the best place to look at the illustration work is on Instagram. It's Ian the Illustrator, all one word. 
Ian, thank you so much for talking to me. It's been such a delight. Thank you. There you go. Three different artists, three different creatives, all doing different things in the pandemic or handling it in different ways. I really liked the fact that I had, there were three different perspectives on what's going on. And I hope you feel a little bit comforted. Hopefully you feel a little bit creative. But most of all, I hope you just enjoyed hearing what other people are getting up to and, and staying connected. I think radio is an incredible way to stay connected because, you know, we're, we're not live live in the studio, but we're pretty much coming to you from um you know near to when you're listening so i think that it's just an an amazing way to stay in contact and i hope that you do reach out to me and you can always contact me on anna gammon's art on instagram if you want to contact me or the show and thank you so much for listening to art then and now that is all we've got time for i do want to take this time again to remind everyone to stay at home stay safe and protect our glorious nhs and all of the essential workers who are keeping us safe right now thank you so much and again Thank you for listening. Stay connected. Reach out to people. And yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get through this. We've got this. See you next week at 3.30 on Resonance 104.4 FM.